Does it show again? My, my, how could we resist returning to the paradise island of Kalakari and the disco sounds of ABBA? It's Mamma Mia versus Mamma Mia, here we go again. <laughs> it's everyone welcome to another episode of movie deja vu a podcast that answers the question didn't i see this somewhere from two movie aficionados my name is shady a self-proclaimed lone wolf with an obvious romantic yearning and with me is my co-host john the serial bride with a flair for the fabulous ah i am oh i am and- such a runaway bride <laughs> and you're plastic i am yes <laughs> And More plastic we- in me than share. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> and with us today is our special guest, the free-spirited leader of our girl group, Jason Kerr. Ah, ah, hello, hello. <laughs> hey. Hi. So, Jason, Hi. you are the host of J and A are Gay. The yes, podcast. I'm the co-host of J and A are Gay. Yes. Yeah. Who's A? The, the a-, a is my friend Aaron Salazar, who's very lovely. Aww. Yeah, yeah. Their podcast is great, but we'll get to that later. In the yes, 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 yes. Plugs later. How are you all doing today? Well, how are you? I'm great. I have been listening to both of these soundtracks all morning. Oh, bless. Oh, boy. I'm so in I've, a good mood. I've, I also have been listening to ABBA, but not ABBA. It's a different version that I'll get to later. Maybe oh, I know there was a Pornhub version of ABBA. <laughs> There I is. realize that. Okay. Well, it's good to know. It's good there, to know. There is. It, they recreate the song uh, When I Kiss the Teacher, um, but <laughs> like <laughs> literally. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I'm it... sure the music is great in that one too. Yes. They reach some notes. Poor music is great. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we get too off track, should we introduce these movies? Yes. Yeah. For for Probably anyone didn't. Who, who didn't read who didn't read the subject, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So our first movie today is Mamma Mia, and I say it that way because it has an exclamation point. Sure does. Which came out in two thousand six. It was wow. written by Katherine Johnson, directed by Philida Lloyd. Philida, I am so sorry. It looks I'm... like Philida, but but yeah. I think it's Felita. If we're wrong. Felita. Okay. Uh, it has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 55% splat. That's shocking. A Metacritic score of 51 out of 100. That's out of 27, re- nope, 37 reviews. I can math. Uh, 13 are positive, 21 are mixed, and there are three negative. And that gave it 51 out of 100? 51 out of 100, yeah. I need to know their ruling system. That doesn't sound right. So each uh, review, like from different critics, they have they are given a score out of 100. Um, oh. Like they give the score out of 100 and then they average it. Yeah. Oh, okay, that makes sense. So, so that makes that's sense. why they're different from Rotten Tomatoes because Rotten Tomatoes just 
counts whether the score, whether the review is positive or negative, um, which doesn't even make sense because most of the time reviews are not entirely positive or negative. They are a mix. Um, So Metacritic actually tries to assign a number value to everything to make the aggregation make more sense. So like Ray Bennett from The Hollywood Reporter gave it 100. Meanwhile, A.O. Scott from The New York Times gave it a 50. So like, well, he's yeah. a bitch. Well, everyone's everyone's a critic. A critic. Ah. Look at us. Look at us. We're critics. Yeah, we're critics. Kinda. I have a lot of cri- I have a lot of critical things to say today. <laughs> All right, and the IMDb summary for Mamma Mia is the story of a bride to be trying to find her real father, told using hit songs by the popular 1970s group ABBA. Little ABBA. I mean, that's kind of all you really need is just ABBA. When I think of ABBA, yeah. I think of Greece. Yeah? Always. I think of exactly one Swedish character. The Swedish chef? Boy, boy, boy. I didn't know, hold on, I'm actually looking it up right now, um, that they were found, the Eurovision, the Eurovision song. I didn't know uh-huh. about that contest. Yeah. I Waterloo, Waterloo. Was the song. Yeah, yeah I, wa- I watched it for the first time uh, this year. My friend introduced me to it, and I watched the entire competition. It, it, it's uh-huh. so fascinating, and so, like a feel-good moment. Like It's, it's very nationalistic in, in like a good way, yeah. they, I feel. They are, like, I want to say the longest... R- like they have the longest career from winning Eurovision, even though they wow. were they were only making music for a decade. Like it's still being, like Mamma Mia is still being right. used today. Yeah. So there yeah. are parts of the world where ABBA is considered on the same level as like the Beatles in terms of fame. That and sounds it. unfortunate. But I want to say, <laughs> Celine, I, we talked about we actually talked about this on our. Uh, Eurovision Song Contest, the the story of Fire Saga episode. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> boom! Great, 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 great. But uh, but uh, Celine Dion has like the <clears throat> biggest career out of all of yeah. the Eurovision uh, winners. Oh, she was a Eurovision. Win- I I didn't know that. And they, you did you see um, the story of Fire Saga, the movie? No, okay, I. I can. I did. I watched a little bit of that. In the story of Fire Saga, they actually we diverged into that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but in the story of Fire Saga, they actually use a part of that in the, um, like that mashup that they do with all the winners from pe- pre- like the past five years. Do you remember and, that? Oh. And they use Waterloo. And they used Waterloo. Which leads us back to, to Mamma Mia. Mia. Da, da, Here da, da, we da. go again. <laughs> my, my. Now, question, question for the group. Does it feel like the title needs a colon? Like, Mamma Mia, colon, here we go again. No, because it's oh. got the exclamation point. Yeah, I, I'm with I'm with Shady on this because it, it it's... It ties into the, what, what the movie is about. But like, yeah, if they didn't have the exclamation point, absolutely, there should be a colon there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Because they always want to put a colon in, and I'm and I have to be like, no, that's wrong. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that came out twelve years later in two thousand eighteen. Mm-hmm. It was written by Ol Parker, story by Richard Curtis, Ol Parker, and Katherine Johnson, based off the musical by Katherine Johnson, <laughs> originally conceived by Judy Kramer, and directed by Ol Parker and. You know, we should probably note that the songs in both of these movies are all written by ABBA. Mm. Yes. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 79% fresh rating, and Metacritic gave it a 60 out of 100. And that's out of 46 reviews. 24 were positive, 20 were mixed, and two were negative. And I don't understand how this one scored higher than the original it makes no sense no, to me. it makes I, perfect I, sense this one is so much better it looks better the first one like as much as i love it looks like shit like the actual cinematography what? the cinematography is so bad in the first one and i can get into why i think it looks so much yeah, better I, in the second one but i like, can't wait to hear your thoughts everything in the first one looks like green screen and it's not and that's bad yeah, but everything okay. in the second one looks like green screen. And no, it, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No. <laughs> Those fireworks. Don't get me started on the fireworks. That's a special effect. I'm talking about the actual island, the actual set. It looks so much more real. There's actual shadow. There's actual contrast. Because uh, like they, they were in a space together. Everybody looks bad in the first one. Obviously, they're all beautiful people, but like, the lighting is so harsh and there's no real like there's no contrast at all in their faces that everyone looks flat and red so i have a lot of thoughts about the cinematography loads loads (laughs) um but also lily james is fantastic oh lily james and then the imdb summary for that one five years after the events of mama mia Sophie prepares for the grand reopening of the Hotel Belladonna as she learns more about her mother's past. (laughs) Sorry, it's like, clearly it came out, what, 12 years later? Yeah. And they're like, five years later? Yeah. Meryl Streep is dead. (laughs) So a thing that doesn't really, it's not super obvious, but both of these are period pieces. Yes, they yeah. are. Yeah, yes, they are. Yes, because they are. Sophie is only 20 years old in the first one, and they say that uh, Donna and Harry knew each other during the year, the time of flower power, which puts Sophie's conception oh, in the 60s, in the late 60s, early 70s. Yeah. No, oh, I didn't catch that. In 80. Well, then they lied about when the time of flower power was. Because in the sequel, she. Donna um, graduates from Oxford, whatever, whatever Oxford. that college is. We'll just say Oxbridge. Oxbridge, <laughs> where um, it's like 1979, and she re- she graduates, and then she goes to Greece somewhere. Well, the sequel tried to retcon a lot of things. Oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. Because if they went by what was in the first movie. There wouldn't be much of a second movie. No, there wasn't a second movie, really. They just made there was. it, I think. There was. <laughs> it, the, I, have, I found one of the best quotes in, in, uh, in one of the reviews that I, I'm, I'm rolling with as my opinion as well. Uh, as a prequel, dressed as a sequel, 
it's too much and not enough. I yeah, disagree. No, it's exactly nothing perfect. happens. There, there's no, literally it's no. Good. There's there's li- shady. I love you, shady. Can you no, no, uh, can you can no. you can you, you recognize you you are not looking at the themes the way that Sophie's life mirrors her mother's life. That's the whole point. It is, okay. if I may, the Godfather Part Two of Swedish disco pop jukes jukebox. Okay, music. that 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 sounds like blasphemy. Um, <laughs> I. I, I want I want to ask you one question. I want you to identify the conflict in this in the sequel. The conflict? Yeah, what is the conflict? That Sophie is unsure of how she's going to push forward moving on in her life without her mother. Now, how is that manifested and tied into all the other things that happened around her? Because and how is it and, and is it executed well? Because she learns that her mother built her a perfect life with a good support system so that her mother's memory can carry her and does actually help her move into this new part okay. of her life. So there is conflict. It's just, it's just low stakes. No, it's high stakes. I mean, it's not... high stakes. What's high stakes I, 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 about the first one? Well, Nobody's well, going to die. No, it's not, it's not a matter that you're going to die. But who is the father? And 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 the fathers don't know, and we don't know, and they don't know, and like there 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 is this back and forth, and and we're, and we're figuring that out. Like it comes to, and it comes to a head. Yeah. And and, and there's and there and during and during voulez-vous, that whole that whole thing where the fathers are are, are figuring that's exciting. There was yeah. no excitement. There was no excitement in the second film for me. It didn't. No, the drama didn't come to a head. Um, it it just it just fizzled out and, and was happening before me. I feel I feel like it was just happening. It felt like a slice of life. Yeah, well, for one thing, there's nothing wrong with slice of life. Those are some of my favorite movies. Um, but this isn't pre- this this didn't present itself as slice of life, and 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 that and that's the problem. See, I disagree. I think it does. Interesting. Um, How so? And- well, I mean, first of all, there is a major conflict. There are stakes because Sophie is not sure of how her relationship with Sky is going to move forward. It's looking like he might actually end up taking this job that would take her away from her mother's hotel or okay. put their marriage in jeopardy. I did find that interesting because because I was looking at the, the I Want songs because of, when I was looking at comparisons. So in the I Want song in, in the first one is Money. And the I want song in the second one is the between the two lo- the two married couples. So I, I'm like, oh, maybe that's where the conflict is. And I didn't find it. <laughs> it, just, it just didn't follow through. <laughs> I just I'm just gonna disagree. I think the, I okay. think the second one is super fun. I love the way it I, I'm really more invested in the parallels between Sophie and Donna's lives uh, when they both become pregnant. Um, and start their lives because Sophie a big issue in the first one that doesn't really get super resolved it's just kind of pushed to the side is that Sophie does not necessarily want to live the life her mother also led Um, she wants to build her own life but she also doesn't she loves her mother so much that she doesn't really know how to do that without abandoning her mother and in the second one, she figures out how to continue her mother's dream, but make it her own as well and make her own life out of that. Okay. All right. I'll, 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 I'll give you that. Um, I think, okay, maybe, maybe this is where I'm coming from. Maybe the first one is so theatrical. 
Yeah, that's because kind of it what was I... written for, and, and that's yeah. why I, lo- I I I prefer it because the the devices that they use and and, and maybe this is why I hate the second one because they try and use those theatrical devices and fail because um, the share character, uh, the grandmother. No, that's the he, one thing I will criticize the second one for. The grandmother adds nothing to the story except absolutely to get nothing. And Fernando like share in there. And uh, Fernando makes no sense whatsoever because I don't care. I just <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's it makes so no sense. good, and it brought no. us oh, the share I, Abba cover album. So it, oh, it I, I will give you that. I will it give you deserves that. Deserves to exist just for that, and it's okay you, to do things that are just fun and don't serve a larger story. Sometimes I disagree with that. Um, <laughs> but... Ruby, <laughs> come, on. come on! When Andy Garcia shouts Ruby, I am. <laughs> laughing maniacally, clapping, snapping, giving it a standing ovation, and then they sing Fernando and do that choreography. It was a two. It was a two step. It was a yeah. <laughs> Listen, Cher was. I'm, Cher, I'm Cher, Cher was a lot like Joan Rivers in this movie. By the way, did anyone feel feel that? I, a lot like Joan um, Rivers. I, Joan Rivers face. Where's Joan Rivers face? I don't know I, what it is. I thought when she makes her first entrance, though, I think when she makes her first entrance, though, she kind of looks like Lady Gaga in a way. A little, yeah. yeah. When she has 100%. the glasses on and everything, and the wig yes. and the thing and the thing. Yeah. But, like, I do see the Joan Rivers now that I talk Oh, 100%. Also, also, how does that blouse fit under that jacket? That's not real, right? Does she do a costume change no. and nobody is it, about is it? it added? How does, how does compression work? Like... <laughs> But like, um, okay, so you guys like went to war right away, and I'm. <laughs> so it had are, to be said. I had to clear the air. These are my the thoughts. While you guys, I tried to like piece together. Um, the sky and Sophie drama in the sequel. I feel like it wasn't fully fleshed out. It like started. It was go- it was going, and then it was just like, nope, we can't, we're done. <laughs> More Lily James. Um, but then it also feels like when Cher comes in, like after all the after Fernando and all that, like that's like the ending, and then they're just like, well, fuck, we need to bring Meryl in just to tie things up. <laughs> yeah. So that they didn't have to. They didn't need share. They didn't need to spend the extra million dollars. Yeah, they because... they didn't. I'm glad they did because I loved it and it was fabulous. But the, it's not necessary. You it was not necessary. Your <laughs> well, because 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 what they were doing with Merrill actually is what they should is where they should have been going towards. Uh, Share uh, was a roadblock. It was it was an unnecessary rabbit trail. Yeah, you, you have, and then that whole party scene just ends up taking five to ten minutes too long. My God! Oh my um, God! What uh, what's his nuts singing? Oh wait, no, I'm thinking of the first movie when after <laughs> oh, yeah. when, when 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 James Bond sings when James when SOS. James Bond sings at the at the at the dinner the before yeah. take a chance on me. I'm like, no, I don't. Need I know. This. I love that we, we that we I, I say myself clown <laughs> that moment so <laughs> so hard that they had to have him hum it in the second film. I well, found that hilarious. Well, S- yes, SOS. 
Well, that's I one mean, thing you cannot deny about the second one. Made an improvement in knowing exactly how much they should allow Pierce Brosnan to sing. Yes. <laughs> but like with SOS in the second movie, I they changed it so much that it it's like a reprise, which I yeah, love yeah. them for. Whereas, I, I thought that was a good thing. Whereas the other eight songs that they took from the first movie and put into this one, I was just like, but why? ABBA has a whole catalog. Yeah. But I also think most of the songs that they reuse are better in the second one. Not Waterloo. Please tell me Waterloo is not the one. It's a fun number. Yeah, but like Hugh Skinner. Hugh Skinner is a comedic actor, not a singer. He's very... He's very actually. He's very charismatic in that number. I will. I will give him that. And but like, the number... you don't love the woman in the wheelchair spinning around a Napoleon it, themed know, restaurant. You I don't, don't you love know, that. Here's the thing. I and you know how much I love camp. And it <laughs> it true. that number that number is campy. It could have been campier. I it think. Could've. I don't think it went. I don't think it went too far. I I think that's why I didn't like it. I wish Lily James sang it and not Hugh Skinner. Like, mm. when she comes in in it, it's like, oh, it's a voice that I could be behind. Yeah. The other one. I... No, it, it should. I agree. It could have been Lily James singing the lion share of that song and Hugh Skinner just sort of vamping in the back. Yes. That's, that's what he's good for. Yeah. I mean, I don't know and if it's... Lily James's voice was like touched a little bit. I mean, she probably was because with yeah. with technology and whatnot. But like, is this the first time she's sang in something, or was Lily in a James? musical? She, the Cinderella movie that she she played Cinderella was not a musical, but she sang a little bit like while she was working. And I okay. think she recorded a dream is a wish your heart make for the end credits. Oh. Like this um, is like her first musical movie. Yeah, this is like her first like full blown musical, as far as I know. I would, I, I want her in more, personally. Yeah, I thought, I thought she was fantastic. Um, I for somebody who neither looks nor sounds anything like Meryl Streep, outside of having wavy blonde hair. That was it. That was it. It's not even the same color hair. Um, it's just no. blonde. <laughs> they, they, they didn't even try. No, they did well, not try. She like she's got totally different <laughs> eyes, a totally different nose, but she got the character so well that I, the first time I saw it, I did not even notice that she didn't look anything like Meryl Streep. Okay. Meanwhile, the other two, I can. <laughs> they do look so much like them, but it the, to the point where they're like, "Ooh, we should give them the same haircuts and everything," right. and it's like, "No." People don't keep the same hairstyle when they're in their twenties and when they're in their fifties. Yeah. No. <laughs> unless unless you're The Simpsons. But uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, it's just, uh, we're shooting yeah. so hard on the on the second one. Um, Listen, it deserves what it, the shit. The shit. No, no, no. It deserves. <laughs> it is. This movie is wonderful. It's great. I, I love I it. No, I don't know if, if I if I can say that about this film. Like, I love that it feels so much because I know I know your preferences. You like that the first one is so theatrical. I like that yes. the second one is so cinematic, and it really That's uses it uses so much like parallel editing and so many good cuts. Um, and it really think, feels like it, like the first one tr- 
tends a little more towards they did a stage production and filmed it. This one is mm. more like they use like even with the choreography during the dancing queen scene, they use the space so much better knowing that there's going to be an actual camera there instead of an audience who's just watching it from one seat. Um, I guess my love of theater is coming in 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 uh in conflict with my my recognition of these devices in this film. Mm. <laughs> that that might that might be it. Right. I also like I, as much as I absolutely love the first Mamma Mia, there's just like a, some of the choreography and I'm not talking about Lay Are Your Love because as we know, that is the greatest scene in cinematic history. You are on record saying that. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Only you say <Katie. laughs> Um <laughs> And Vuli Vu, like Vuli Vu is like- I do, I, I think Vuli Vu is, is fantastic. Voulez-vous is also one of the only scenes where the cinematography actually looks good, and it's because it takes place at night, and they use well, a lot well, of also, artificial lighting instead of quote-unquote natural lighting that doesn't really look natural. The cinematography also is helping to tell that story. Yeah, because you're really getting into Sophie's panic attack. Correct. Under yes. the attack. <laughs> that song should have been in the movie because it was in the stage show. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's one they should have kept in. Yes. Like, or they could have put it in the fucking sequel. Yeah. Because there were, what is it? Uh, one of Us and Name of the Game were both in the stage musical and they cut them from the movie, but then they used them in the second one. They could have used Under Attack still. Yeah. Yeah. Donna finding out she's pregnant and there's three possible fathers, one of whom was a pity fuck. Mama mia. Or or if they fleshed out the Skylar Sophie storyline, could have been a Sophie song. Because it is a Sophie song in the stage show. It is, yeah. Because yeah. they've got one of us and then Sophie's part of Angel Eyes is about Sky. Look into his angel eyes. Yeah, which is the dancing queen of the first movie. Because, like, down to the choreography, it's the same exact song. The same yeah. exact meaning. Yeah. Yeah, they're trying, Tanya and Rosie are trying to lift one of their gal pals up. While they're being lifted by burly men. <laughs> Poor Rosie. I want that life. I want that life. <laughs> so which dancing queen do you guys prefer? <laughs> we know which one Shady prefers. That's the equal, right? I mean, come on, you've got Colin Firth and Stellan Skarsgård doing fucking Titanic up there. <laughs> I like the Twig Lady in the first one. Yeah, they they do have a, they have a Stick Lady in the second one, but she never does the oh yeah, which was a real missed <laughs> opportunity. Yes, that was that was a big miss. But like, that's like the only song that they. Or the only, yeah, the only songs that, like, are parallel. Um, what was another one that I had? Well, SOS and um, the one that Sky and uh, Sophie sing are basically the same. Yeah, one of us. Yes. Which I think, if I'm remembering the stage musical correctly, that was a song that Sam sings, which is uh, Pierce Brosnan's character. So, you know, at least we didn't have to hear him sing it. But, um, wow. No wow. offense to Pierce Brosnan. I love the man. We lo Listen, he's, well, he's not my favorite James Bond, but he's one of my favorite James Bond. 
and I love him. I love him in Mrs. Yeah. Doubtfire. He's great. Yeah. He's wonderful. Oh, oh he's the drive-by fruiting. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. And like, I watched it. The, I, I introduced to, uh, that movie to a friend a few months ago, and I forgot that he was in the film as well. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and, like, you can tell in the sequel he's having more fun than he was in the first movie. But, yeah. like, in the first movie, Meryl Streep is just like, I don't give a fuck. We're just, we're just here for the paycheck. I'm on <laughs> Greece. Look, now I'm on a boat. I don't care. <laughs> Let's have fun, guys. <laughs> That's like one thing that's great about both of these movies is the chemistry in the cast is so good. Christine Bransky, it can do anything. She's still my beating she vagina. <laughs> she she is. She's incredible. I, I, I don't think there's a film of hers that I don't love. Yeah. Well, the sequel of this one. Then. That is true. <laughs> yeah. But I still liked her. She's still yeah. great. Yeah, she, she's fantastic. She is like the driving force for the sequel. I'm not going to lie. She's, she's all they had. They didn't have Meryl. They didn't have Meryl. Julie is it, great, but like um, they, they work great together. Yeah. But, yeah. but like you needed another, you needed the third. Yeah. Yeah. It, that, well, that's comedy trios. of threes. Yeah. Comedy of threes. You can't break up a trio. Which, which I guess they tried to make Sophie the third for that. Um, In some of the scenes, yeah, they tried. It's not the same dynamic. Yeah, it Question. just doesn't. What's that? What happened to her friends in the first movie? Why aren't they in the sequel? They Where died. are? Do they also die? You're right. <laughs> the honey, honey, the honey, honey girls are gone. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. The, Allie the, and Lisa. Uh, yeah, because they made such parallels in the first movie yeah. to like all the different the two trios, and then in the first movie, Sophie's friends are like there, but they're not obviously Christine and Julie. Right there, see that's a, that's a missed opportunity on on and, the movies on the sequels part. And then in the sequel, they're just like, "What friends? Ha 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 yeah. ha! Here's Cher for ten minutes." <laughs> Uh, I, I will, I mean, I will we say can, we can maybe assume that they have started their own lives and their own families in the last five years and just but like I, a trip to Greece people also to, die a trip people to Greece also to die bestie? come on the, give me a line that is like they're busy like just get give me some justification on the 12th that's why she couldn't come but do you know their names Honey, Al- honey girls. <laughs> it's yeah, Al- the, the, the honey, honey girls. Something. It's Allie and Lisa, <laughs> but nobody remembers them. What I'm more upset by is that uh, Colin Firth and Christine Baranski had two boy toys, who are gone in the second gone. one. I want to yeah. see those boy toys return. Well, in well, the- they, yeah, they probably didn't have another song for because because the only reason for the boy toy was for "Does Your Mama Know That You're You're Gone." Does your mama right? know? But he like. It's implied, at least, that he actually works at the hotel, so there would be more of a reason for him to still be there. Well, he got fired it, because he was fooling around with, mm, with that's the friend. True. Yeah. That's true. That's a fireable offense. You can't, and he doesn't yeah, have money, so HR, Tanya doesn't HR want to marry him. Because yeah. mm. she's on, what, husband number 15 at this point? Because she could have a pool boy. Yeah, but like she needs a mansion for the pool to have the pool boy. Right, so she marries an old guy. She marries Andy Garcia's brother. 
<laughs> and then she hires Pepper, because that's his name, because I remember that, as her pool boy. And, you know, just a little side action. <laughs> or just eye candy. You know, she doesn't even have to touch him. Wow. <laughs> wow. But also Colin Firth's boy toy, who was Greek and evidently a native to the island, who's also gone. Yeah. Didn't even, he, yeah. They kind of went a pseudo-gay panic route in the movie version where they don't pl play up that better half yeah. uh, gag. Uh, and then there's also, uh, and again, I love Stellan Skarsgård and Colin Firth, so like not to, you know, take away a scene that features the two of them, but that whole scene on the boat where they're like misunderstanding each other. Mm-hmm trying to say that oh i figured out sophie's my daughter but they keep like talking past each other and there's like those misunderstandings oh yeah it's, that scene feels longer than it is Ugh. it just kind of makes me feel rough it makes me feel awkward and i don't want it <laughs> it's not needed <laughs> so how did we feel about the 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 town like the town square on caligari that we see in the sequel that is not mentioned in the first movie at all. Right. Um, I will say uh, one of the things I really like about the sequel is it's unfortunate in the first one. And John, I believe we talked about this last time we talked about Mamma Mia. I've talked about Mamma Mia so many times. <laughs> Remind me. Um, this movie takes place in the Mediterranean and all of the characters with significant roles are very anglo slash scandinavian looking and all oh, yeah. the real mediterranean looking characters are basically set dressing oh uh, yes and huh. at least the second one really doesn't make any of them major parts except for the woman who i'm assuming is sophia yeah um but at he least is. they they you know the guy uh who gives the tickets for the ferry he gets a personality he gets like he gets stuff to do oh that's a great character yeah Sorry. he's super Sorry. he's great and he has some of the best lines in the movie and like i, I like that they get to be more like people and like you even yeah. have like the whole thing with alexios and apollonia which is just kind of random except that it gives them a boat ride and people to go to the island at the end yeah but like there's a storyline for those people there's a life for those people outside of yeah. working at the hotel can i just say about the ticket booth guy i love that he is the post-credit scene oh my god and he's a big old mary like it's i had a <laughs> he he's he's he he ad libs singing take a chance on me and i'm just like why wasn't this in the movie it should have been in the movie it it should have been in the film i listen i think that the pro the problem and i'm going to call it a problem with the film was that the 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 guy same person who wrote it directed it i think that he missed a lot of things mm. well cuz uh Catherine Johnson that's always a problem Catherine Johnson is that her name yes the the, Catherine... the second one no, the first one. Oh, the first she, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. She wrote the stage show. So, like, obviously she knew everything and, like, could adapt it. And the fact that she wasn't involved, I feel like, was a detriment well, to the sequel. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it was problematic. I mean, there was a lot of shady. You have to admit, there were a lot of plot holes in the 
I mean, lot like you could like you could Do you like mean plot holes or inconsistencies because those are different things. But like there there are a lot of inconsistencies. Yeah, I'm not denying that at all. Like it like it she even sleeps with them in a different order than she did in her diary. Oh shit. Oh shit. Because <laughs> in her diary she sleeps with Sam, then Bill, then Harry, and in the second movie it's Harry first, and then Sam, and then Bill. Well, huh. Because they, I guess they needed to have that that horse scene, the horse girl scene. Yeah, yeah. Where, well, doesn't he ride the... a mot- motorcycle as well? Like, they, may... they do a lot of things together. They go on a romantic rowboat ride together. Uh-huh. They listen to the band together, and she sings a song, and he's like, "Hey, girl." Oh, the band, and the other thing too. I guess. I don't know if this is just an inconsistency. Well, this is an inconsistency because um, Tanya and Rosie meet um, meet two of them in the pet in right. the sequel. Well, that's another men. thing too. It's also like, at least just judging by their reaction when Donna talks about the potential fathers, it seems like they knew Harry, and then he's the one that they didn't meet. He's the only one of the two, the three that he, they didn't meet in the second movie. Right. And even young Rosie has a crush on Bill. Yeah. And like, that's not talked about at all in in the, in the first one. Yeah. Like the first one, it's, we just assume that that's the first time of them meeting. And that's when she gets the crush on him. Not that it's a 30 year old crush or whatever. Right. I think I'm, I'm now thinking to why I don't like the second film. Uh, again, uh, I feel like the flashback could have been more like done like 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 follies, uh, where where the characters mirrored more what their older their older self was doing. You know what I mean? It, it, it feels like it feels like like the follies route would have been more um, substantial. Right. I think what they were doing though was trying to mirror specifically Donna and Sophie though. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yes. Like I think they were doing a Godfather Part Two type of thing. Yeah, they were. They were. I st- I, I yeah. I, I don't know why I feel that's that's a blasph- blasphemous phrase, but you are right. But it just feels blasphemous in this situation. No, no, no. Because you. <laughs> no, no. I see what you're saying though, because they could still do more mirroring with at least Tanya and Rosie. Yeah, and that and that would have been interesting. Yeah. I think, and Jason, this might be why you, uh, this might be a con- also a contributing factor why you don't like it. Okay. I think that in the sequel, young Donna and Sophie are the leads and everyone else is like tertiary, treated as a tertiary character. Yes, yeah, there's, yes. There's not a, like there's no, there's no secondary character. Yes. They're all tertiary. So who gives a shit about them? Which is why it feels... Because, ah, oh my god, there's no B-plot in the second film. Well, what about Rosie and uh, and Bill did break up and still have this longing for each other? Yeah. But, but that's not, that's not really, because, because the, the, um, I'm trying to think this and save the cat in, uh, uh, <laughs> ways of thinking. Because there's no villain, this is, and this is why I say this film has no plot, um, uh, going going out to save the cat, you know, you know, model. Uh, there's no villain that comes back 
towards the end. There's no circumstance that comes back to kind of that they have to conquer towards the end. It doesn't happen. Because in the first one, Sophie is the villain. She is. Yeah, the whole dad issue is the whole no, dad no, issue is is the is the is the problem. And then that no, no, and no. Then that like her character is right. The... She she's the one who causes problems, and it's well yes. intentioned. And yes, she's a protagonist in that she has to learn to overcome it. But she is the one who causes the problems. The conflict in the second one is much more internal. It's about her own confidence and her own. Uh, relationship with her mother that she cannot, she has no external outlet for because her mother's not there anymore. Yeah. But I think Jason wants a villain twirling their mustache like <laughs> laughing maniacally. <laughs> or even a circumstance like like even, you know, something, I yeah. don't know, I want something to happen. Even like in like a bad, I was watching uh, Elvira, uh, Mistress of the Dark, the other day, and I'm like, even as like campy and horrible. I mean, it's supposed to be campy and horrible, but like, <laughs> they, it still it still has that like you know the, the the town rallies against them and they they come in with her house with 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 torches and shit. Like at least something like that happens in a comic film. Like well, this, ha- I mean, this, nothing happened. But there is like you know the storm comes in and her party is completely ruined, and then the villagers from right off the island come in and save the day and. It, it gets dulled, I think, because then we have the whole thing with Cher, and that extends that scene too long. Yeah, but it that just, is but, but the that, that wasn't set up. That wasn't set up. That wasn't set up in the beginning. Like that, that her losing anything, that wasn't talked about. So if, that, if she talked about like, oh my god, what if I lose something, and then that scene happens, she loses shit. I'm like, oh, well, that's that that's, that's that that fulfills that need in the film. I mean, I don't think so because they do foreshadow that there's going to be a storm early on, and just like so I, her... just, I, I missed that completely. <laughs> yeah, Andy completely. Garcia says something about a storm coming. I think I think because the, the the reason I'm thinking this this way is because it is a it is still a musical review. Okay. Uh, and so it's like it's in like mus- in conflict. It's, it's with fucking. That. It's fucking with my head because the musical <laughs> review has X, Y, and Z elements. Yeah. Uh, and if you mention something, it has to be. It has to kind of really play out in like in, the, in a pretty straight line for me. For me. Okay. Um, that's. I'm stuck in my thinking. Then that's. No, that's no, all. no. It's fine because if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shady, that five X structure that you're talking about, though, can that be applied to? the Andy Garcia share storyline because like mean... they kind of mention how in the past uh something happened in what was that country uh whatever uh, country that I think, was I think she just says Central America I don't we, think she says a country well yeah but then uh Andy Garcia talks about like how he had a lover back back okay. in his hometown and how it uh whatever like that ruined him and then it pays off late like a few acts later when Cher shows up and he shouts Ruby <laughs> um I would I would agree with you except that I think the fact that then there's two musical numbers between that actually getting resolved slows it down too much and that's kind I'm, of I'm just I, I was just asking if that's oh. also oh, just yeah, a absolutely. Kind of concept oh yeah absolutely but I I I think and Jason, you could probably agree with me on this one. I think the first movie is a musical movie first and foremost, and the second one is a movie with music. 
could that be it? Maybe it, it yeah. Like it like it's like... still a musical, but it's like not centered around the music. It's definitely not a musical re- re- review in a traditional sense. Right. But like the songs do in the sequel, the songs do kind of propel the storyline and plot, but like not as much as they do in the first one. And I think yeah. that's I think also that's why you don't like it. <laughs> it's 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 the bulk of the reason. Plus, it also the sequel doesn't have a lot of share in it. I mean, if it had more share, I think it would be better. Personally, I texted you yesterday when I was watching it. I was like, "I've been watching this forever, and there's uh-huh. been no share <laughs> or Meryl." Nope. <laughs> I watched it for a very long time. Last, share shows up for the last ten mer- minutes, and Meryl's like, "You got a week and a half to shoot me." Yeah. You know. Two songs. They, let's that, go. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that Meryl didn't do sequels, but now I'm thinking back on her career. I'm like, she doesn't do sequels. She doesn't do sequels. Well, there's no sequels to be made for a lot of her movies. Yeah. Uh, nobody true. wants to see Sophie's Choice. Sophie's Choice 2! <laughs> or Sybil 2. Right. Ah! Oh my god. Kramer versus Kramer versus Kramer? Plus, like, what would the Devil Wears Prada two be? Like, exactly. You already, yeah. It's a perfect yeah. movie already. Yeah. You, you tied oh, the bow. You tied you the, bow. the original. Become, no death yeah. becomes her two. You could have death become her two. It I would think have that be a one's actually in the works, isn't it? it you you or you could it? use same characters. You could yeah. Use, you I was gonna use... say you could do like the next generation type. Of... Yeah, you Isabel. Well, they have to do. Isabel recently is still alive, so she is the glue that binds that together. Although mm. Isabel has aged. Since that film, so it would be tough. gracefully. <laughs> yeah. she, she looks She's beautiful, stunning. I yeah. saw her. I've seen her in person a few times. She looks stunning in person still, but she's aged since that film. Oh boy! Oh man! <laughs> Sorry, oh, I'm just boy. thinking about Sophie's choice too. <laughs> what are her, what are her choices? <laughs> what are her choices? <laughs> <in the laughs> Ah, it's that would be between her dog and her cat. Oh no! <laughs> no, no. Sophie's choice too is just her making decisions. Sophie, would you like a would you like a flat white or a macchiato? I can't make choices right now. I can't make a choice. <laughs> Plastic. <laughs> ah. <sighs> Sophie, I, all, like all, a, all, all she can say is, all she can say is, I'm the French lieutenant whore. That's all she can to every question. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! I can't. I think we're diverging too much right now, Shane. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> I don't know how to get back on track. I'm gonna be honest. Well, let's go. Let's. Ah, ah, ah. Which podcast am I on today? Let's do special features then. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say though, before we get to special features, the fact that they act that Abba actually has a song "When I Kiss the Teacher," I was just like, was this written for the movie? <laughs> and it's not. <laughs> No. <laughs> That's a real was, song. I think it was written changed, on childhood trauma. <laughs> yeah. I think they changed the pronouns though. They did. They changed things okay. around. But like the fact that Abba had a song called When I Kissed the Teacher. Hmm. Mm. Well also like their version of Does Your Mother Know That You're Out? It's one of the guys who sings it. So he's singing yes. about a younger woman, which is 
creepy. Oh, yeah, they can't do that. Somehow it's, it's... creepier than the gender swap. I don't know why. Like, that's very Because it's Christine of... Baranski. Well, because yeah. cougars are also very hot, especially at the time. Cougars were super hot. At the time. I think because it's clear that that character is at least of age. And Correct. in the yeah. song Isolated, we don't know how young the, 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 the girl is. Oh, no. And that could be very rapey. Very, very rapey. And on that note, let's go to special features. <laughs> special features. to special features typically what we do in this section is john and i each take a movie we do our own further research on it and uh we try to surprise each other and hopefully you our listeners with uh our fun facts and you know generally nerding out i'm not reading off the script right now in case you couldn't tell <laughs> there uh, is no script today <laughs> So, uh, unfortunately, because we already talked about this movie, and John's already talked about it several times, I had the first Mamma Mia. And I had the sequel. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to be honest, I'm not, I don't know what the fuck about. That's fine. Go listen to our old episode. Yeah, go Where we that. compare it to Walking on Sunshine. Jason, have you seen Walking on Sunshine? You know, I didn't know what Walking on Sunshine was until today, because I was Googling what movies were like Mamma Mia for that question. Oh, uh, boy. It came up. It came it is, up. It is, it is a treat. Um, a guilty pleasure of the highest order. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like, it sounds like it's, it's a terrible film, and I have to watch it. It is. It's all 80s music. Oh, uh, wow. Not one. It's like... It's a true jukebox because it's yeah. not one uh, in one band's uh, ca- uh, catalog. Okay. Um, one of the actresses is not a dancer, <laughs> but they and she's the lead, and they make her dance. And there's a giant tomato fight in the middle of it. So oh, that sounds wonderful. Mm-hmm. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. Well, I will watch it. It's on YouTube. I saw. Ah. It's also on. I think it's also on Prime. Oh, okay. But don't quote me on that. I may you may have to rent it on Prime. Oh, I, 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 it sounds like something I, I don't want to spend my my hard earned money on. But no. uh, I'm <laughs> sure that I will. <laughs> that I will figure I mean, it out. I, but like, I didn't hate watching it at all. Um, it's just one of those where you're like, why do you have Leona Lewis in this, and she doesn't really get to sing? Yep, that's wow. true too. Where is Leona Leona Lewis? Leona Lewis. Uh, I say it one more time. Home? Where Where is <laughs> Leona Lewis? There we go. There it is. At, at home currently, probably. <laughs> okay, doing her nails. Doing her nails. Does yeah. she have a baby? Yeah. She's probably playing with a baby if she has one. I don't know what time is it in the UK right now? She's probably sleeping. Right no, now? no, well, it's not bedtime yet. Having dinner. It's, it's, having eight, dinner. it's eight o'clock in the UK right now. She's I'm an early dinner. sleeper. I mean, you got you got to look good. She, she follows. She's got a strict regimen. She follows the mommy dearest regimen. Uh, oh, cold water. Cold water, ice. Yeah. Lotion, potions, everything else. All done. All put on by virgin hands. Uh, <laughs> with silk gloves. With silk gloves. Uh, so I had the sequel, which. I'm not gonna lie, and I'm going to it. I'm going to sound like an asshole, 
I literally just did both of these movies on my other podcast, and I was burnt out. Oh, <laughs> I don't blame it. you. But I've so you could go listen to them on Life's But a Song, available everywhere you, pod, you listen to podcasts. Um, but I I, fa- I found this one fact that I said on there, and I hope you guys haven't listened to it yet because I'm going to say it now. Um, during filming, uh, Julie Walter, well, is it Walters or Waters? How do you pronounce her last name? It's Walters. Walters. Okay. Yeah. So during filming, Julie Walters um, took a day off so she can attend the investiture ceremony at Buckingham Palace, where she was made Dame Commander of the Order of the British Empire by Lizzie. Uh <laughs> <laughs> oh Lizzie <laughs> allegedly and this is from IMDB when she came back the casting crew uh, welcomed her by singing there, there's nothing like a dame from South Pacific oh that's sweet I that's don't know sweet. if that's true if it's true I love it if it's not true make it true oh um, my goodness <laughs> <laughs> uh, you talked about it earlier with Cher in the her Mamma Mia album or her, her ABBA album called Dancing Queen, allegedly she's making a, se- a volume two to it, and she teased. Well, what, what did I say? She teased that Vuli Vu will be on it and a Spanish version of Chiquitita. Oh my god! But the but the you got too excited for that shading. You got too excited. It's the album no one asked for when it first came out, and we all fucking loved it because it, it, it was great. It's a it it's great. a ten track album where yeah. she does the hits, and it's <laughs> the funny thing though is that she literally took her like track of Fernando from the movie and just put it into yeah. her album without Andy Garcia. Yep. <laughs> Nothing changed. Nothing, Nothing changed. changed. Listen, that's Except Andy Garcia. Optimizing your time. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Listen, yeah. she's He's... got shit to do. Cher's <laughs> got shit to do. Yeah. Jason, did you know? Um, I don't know if you listened to you probably didn't listen to our other episode or my uh, my Mamma Mia episode on my other podcast. I have not but, done the Mamma Mia episode yet. But did you know that Cher was supposed to be in Mamma Mia, the first movie? She was supposed to be Donna? She was supposed to be Tanya. Christine oh, Baranski's role. Oh, I didn't know that. But she that had a, a very different film. She had a she yeah. had a um not do it because she had a tour. Could they have a, another share tour? Could they have afforded <laughs> both of both Cher and Meryl? I mean, in 2008 maybe? Oh, this is pre um crash, pre pre um Market crash. Well, yeah. I do. The recession. I, yeah. Also, like Meryl really, really wanted to do Mamma Mia. Uh, that is one thing I think we talked about, uh, John, on our previous episode that Meryl sure. Streep saw the Broadway production of Mamma Mia shortly after 9 11 um, at a time when she was feeling very depressed. Obviously, wow. a lot of us were. Yeah. Um, and it was. She like credited it as one of the first things that made her feel good in a very long time. 
So when she found out they were making a movie, she like wanted. She probably would have taken a pay cut if they needed. You know, I will say I'm not a fan of Mamma Mia the show, but I I saw the show. um, I saw on a day uh, they were offering super cheap tickets because it was a a, 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 what's it called a snowstorm, a blizzard. Oh. And so I trucked my. I don't know what am I doing. I I I took my ass down there. My friend Eric was in the show, and I watched it. And I have to say, it is feel good. I I I, uh, I thought I was gonna hate it, but I yeah. actually enjoyed it. It's not high art, but no. I I saw it with my with my family when I was like thirteen years old, and when they sang Waterloo during curtain call, my dad got up and danced with me in the aisle, and it was one of it's the fun. happiest happiest memories of my life. Yeah, I I believe, I believe, the show has been credited to save Broadway. Really. Was because, it around 9-11? Yes, because when oh, wow. 9-11 happened, Broadway shut down. Yes. And then that show came out, and that brought hope and optimism back into the we, public's eye. We always do need a a Spectacle. happy musical. No, yeah. I, no a ha- but a happy musical. Like, we need, like, a, like a Hello, Dolly, or a... Uh, a musical comedy yeah. during times like there's probably going to be a musical 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 comedy that comes out, you know, after this period that's going to be just mind blowing and God, I hope it's not the Music Man. <laughs> it, I, I hope so. I hope not either. Oh my God. But yeah, <laughs> no, it is like even without the music, which is some of the most fun music ever. Even if you it's don't fun. like ABBA, it's super. You can't you can't say that it's not catchy. Yeah, but like. Even if you take out the musical numbers, it's a like solid stage farce. It's a good. It's a good show. Yeah. Like structurally, I want to. I'm gonna call it a light show where like you don't have to think a lot. You just Correct. sit back and relax. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, a lot of shit happens and it's funny, but like it's it. It's not like taking itself too seriously because it's also just like, hey guys, we're doing ABBA songs. Ha ha. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, and I feel like the movies did that too. Can I say Agreed. that and not be shunned by you, Jason? <laughs> I, 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 I will say that the first film did it. Well, the second film also... <laughs> wants, the second film is also a little light. I, I know, I get it. it, it like it, It's an internal struggle and everything. But like low stakes, right? Yeah, the Very both low stakes. both movies. If the issue doesn't get resolved, what happens is Sophie loses part of her identity or her self confidence. Nobody dies. Nobody, nobody dies. is. Nobody's losing their job. Nobody's yeah. getting divorced. You know, they already yet. got divorced yet. Exactly. Yeah. Um, like it's it's just about Sophie's sense of self, and then. Yeah, yeah. Donna being a reflection of that. Yeah, so kudos to everything. And on that yeah. note, let's get do we get to final thoughts? Let's get note? to final let's thoughts. So final thoughts, we typically ask five questions. I'm going to throw in a sixth question because oh. I feel like it. Oh. Um, the first question, can we think of other movies like these two? Tons. I mean, we already 
talked about Walking on Sunshine. Yeah. Walking Sunshine. Rock of Ages. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Dancing. Oh. Footloose. Well, wait, wait, wait a second. When you say Rock of Ages, do you mean the movie or the stage version? Both of them. Oh. They're bo- they're bo- they're all um, musical reviews yeah, using uh, songs from a particular era or from a particular. It's a jukebox musical, but it's a, it's a musical review form. Right. Uh, also, La La Land. Okay. Is is in the same in the same uh, ilk as well. I'm gonna throw in movies that use a lot of ABBA music as well, like. <laughs> Very different movie, except that the main character is obsessed with ABBA is Muriel's Wedding. You know, I've never seen it. Oh, it's... it's. I know, it's, my gay card revoked. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> it's it's good, but it's also kind of depressing. Oh I, oh, I should watch it. I, I'll enjoy it then. I mean, like, it has an uplifting ending. Uh-huh. But, okay. you know, there's depressing shit that happens on the way there. Oh, I love that. So we also talked about this movie kind of on our other episode, or did I talk about it on my Life's But a Song episode? Oh my God, my my world is spinning. (laughs) She's very busy. Your brain. I'm very busy. Um, There's this movie (laughs) called Buena Sera, Mrs. Campbell. What'd you call me? Yes, you heard me. (laughs) Which um, (laughs) which is what the was the inspiration, I think, for the first movie, if I remember correctly. Um, first movie of what? Uh, Mamma Mia. Mia. Well, oh. for, for the stage musical. Oh, I didn't know this. Uh, where they go, it's it's set in Italy instead of Greece. Okay. Um, it's a Gina Lola Brigida movie. Uh, but it is, uh, known that that is what the um inspiration for the for the story was right because that's also about a young woman who figures out that there are three possible fathers Uh um that she she grew up not knowing who her father was and then realizing that there are three men it could potentially be so i have not seen it i would like to though i have not seen it either but i just know that I needed to mention it because, mm-hmm. because. All right. So our second question, which I'm pretty sure we've all already answered. Did we like these movies? Yeah. I give them both a big two thumbs up. Yes, overall. <laughs> okay. Well, you still like the second one? You just have issues with it? Is that what you're saying? I have issues with it. Okay. They gave they gave me Cher looking, with Joan Rivers' old face. Yeah. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. You, you you got you got Meryl for two songs. Yeah, two songs. I got the Waterloo Madness, the Half Camp. Uh huh. You know, it 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 was interesting. I sat you know I sat in my you know in the living room the other, last night and, and watched it and you know it was it was I laughed a couple times. All right, next question: Would we watch these movies again? Not the second one. Okay. Dot dot dot. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean. I'd watch both of them again. God bless you. <laughs> I'm so glad you still have pandemic time. <laughs> <laughs> um, next question. Would we recommend these movies? Who hasn't seen the first one? Who That's hasn't? what I want to know. Yeah, everyone's seen it. I, I, would seen... Not recommend, I would not recommend the second. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's a hit or miss. I mean, if you're... If you're gonna watch it with like a group of friends, I would I would get behind that. 
you know like oh it, no this totally works as a movie that you keep in the background at a party yeah or, yeah, or yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know you're hanging you're hanging out with people and you're just yeah. like let's let's watch it and then you're not really watching it until a musical number sh- shows up because you're all like ooh ah i love theater um but yeah i mean it's glittery there's beaches what's not to love yeah, yeah. <laughs> but again who hasn't seen the first movie? I want names. <laughs> yeah. Before we get into our final question, oh, I yeah. want I have an extra question because I'm just curious. Okay. Do either of you have a favorite ABBA song? And if you do, what is it? Oh, mine's definitely Voulez-vous. Always has been. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, Voulez-vous is a great I, song. Are you talking ABBA like them singing or are you talking like from any of the soundtracks whatever the like, song that abba wrote you could say one night in bangkok and i would accept it because technically that was written by the songwriters from abba oh, so true. like if it's abba singing i love waterloo okay um because it's it's the og yeah if we're talking soundtracks slash cast albums um, I want to say Voulez-vous and Under Attack and Angel Eyes. Okay. My favorite is one that is not in any of the musicals of Mamma Mia. And that is If It Wasn't for the Knights. Oh, I don't know that at all. Is I that on gold or more gold? <laughs> it is not on any of their greatest hits, I don't think. What? It's like, a, it's a little bit lesser known. Wait, what is it called again? If it wasn't for the nights. It's a good song. It's not on their greatest hits albums. Rude. I know. A deep cut. So our final question, are these movies the same? No. No. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna yeah. say yes. <laughs> That's fine. But like, yeah, they're the same. I mean, it's the same vibes. It's mostly the same cast. A lot of the same. Not the same story. Um, No, no. I think, and and the structure is so different. But like, close enough. (laughs) I'll accept it. (laughs) Great, mommy and daddy aren't fighting. (laughs) We can disagree peacefully. Yes, we can. Agree, disagree. All right, so Jason, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. I'm so sorry that you did not enjoy one of these movies. I'm not. It's, it's fine. It's it's good when I don't. I have more to talk about. Exactly. <laughs> and no, and like your criticisms were like really well thought out. Better it's, than it's, what it's, I do. It's all I could think of while I was watching it. I was like, I can't not see this. <laughs> Well, now you can like burn it out of your brain. Like, yeah, you never have to watch it again. Unfortunately, you're gonna oh, have can't. to have the nightmares for like a few months. <laughs> but like after, after you, after a couple months, it'll be burned out of your brain. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll just see. It'll, it'll be a background thing. I'll just see Cher's helicopter flying yeah. by in the background of my dreams now. That's okay. the best part. Crashing parties or whatever the line is. Oh, 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 oh. it. <laughs> Snap out of it! <laughs> Wagon wheel, want to see? I'm share, bitch. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jason, 
do you have anything you would like to plug? Um, I have my podcast, J and A R Gay. You can find us on Instagram at uh, J. Oh goodness gracious! Hold uh, on. I'm thank you. Up. It's J and A underscore, underscore R gay. gay. Thank you. Should I do it again? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. So there, the there's gold. that. Find us on on spot on wherever you wherever you um, get your podcasts. Uh, Apple, Spotify, wherever. We're there. And you can find me on Scruff. That's fine. <laughs> find me there and say hello. Uh, if you want to invite me over for, for drinks and, and whatever, you know, I'm, I'm here for you. Call him pretty. You call me pretty, please. I need, pretty I, need the, I need the attention. I need positive attention, please. I mean, after watching these movies, yes, you do need positive attention. I, I, I need more of it. Actually, at least seven people need to uh, give me positive reinforcement after this. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's my favorite plug of all time out of any podcast. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I came out of a pandemic without a boyfriend like other people, and I'm not going to continue that this, this way. I'm not pandemic is still going. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, if you would like to get in touch with John. They, you can find him at at movies john on twitter even though i don't really use it as much <laughs> um but you can also listen to my other podcast life's but a song which i'm also on which you're both on at various oh look at, that. look at that yeah um <laughs> although J- jason is on more episodes i think at this point i don't remember and you can really find me being a a, a cantankerous cunt on some of them too <laughs> You thought that I was mean on this one. <laughs> oh boy, 2014's Annie. Find that anywhere. Um, podcasts are streamed or whatever, whatever the term is. Uh, please like and sub- and subscribe and write a review and share it with friends and all that. And it's on Instagram at But A Song Pod. And Shady, oh. where can the good people find you? Uh, the good people can find me on Twitter at Cookie Shady. Yes. Shady, what kind of dessert are you this time? I'm baklava. Yeah. Oh, why am I allergic to you? Oh. oh, no. oh. Is that why you guys were fighting earlier? That's why I'm allergic <laughs> to you. <laughs> Wait, that's so sad. It's... Well, if, if, if it's made with walnuts, I can eat it. But it's mostly t- made with almonds. Oh. Yeah, the, 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 wonder- the wonderful uh, ushers at my theater are all Greek, and they make baklava a lot and they're always like Jason have some and I'm like I'm gonna die so I'm <laughs> we know his weakness uh, and now, <laughs> now the whole world knows it well now uh, I want to learn how to make it and I'll make it with walnuts for you Jason. Ooh, thank you thank you thank yeah. you thank you it's less expensive too yeah yeah, yeah walnuts are way less expensive than all cheaper than yeah and yeah. they taste better um agreed the texture is better <laughs> Uh, and if you want to reach out to the podcast, you can email us at moviedejavupod at gmail.com. That's M-O-V-I-E-D-E-J-A-V-U-P-O-D at gmail.com. We've been spelling it out for 44 episodes. You should know it by now. <laughs> uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram at moviedejavupod. And we're on Twitter at moviedejavu. No pod. Why, Shady? Uh, because, wait, hold on. I didn't think about it. Because ABBA didn't write it. That's why. 
if you want to be part of the next episode, well, really, we're starting another series in a way. Yeah, a we're trilogy. Watch a trilogy where we're going to watch the Fear Street movies and compare them to other ones, but talk about them in a broad Wait, stroke. Other Fear Street movies or other movies? So the so the Fear Street movies recently came out on Netflix. They are yeah, based off of Arlstein's based off of Arlstein's books. Um, next episode, we're going to do Fear Street 1994 versus Scream, which <gasps> we've done Scream on the podcast before. And Jason, you were the guest on that. I was, <laughs> yeah. That one I feel was like, fun. Have we only done Scream once before, or no? We've only we done did it Scream because we did Scream. Four? Scream 1 and yeah. 4, yeah. But we're only okay. going to talk about Scream 1 this time because reasons. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're also going to talk about 90s horror movies in broad strokes. Yeah. I, like, I it, know what you did last summer. Um, yeah. Like, like, we're wow. going to be talking about what, what were the trends in horror movies at the time. But oh, we, it... we figured Scream was the closest one to it. <laughs> yeah. Because there were, there were... Trendsetter. They were pretty um, specific. Now that you're thinking, I'm thinking about yeah, them. and then these horror films. Uh, oh. You know what? I'm gonna say it now. Uh, if if you <laughs> want, if you want to like start watching the movies, the next one will be obviously 19 Fear Street 1978, and we're gonna compare that one to Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. Mm-hmm. There's a good reason why we chose Part Two specifically, and we'll save it for the episode, yes. and then we'll. Uh, we're gonna watch Fear Street 1666, which that's so funny, by the way. Um, and we're gonna like softly but hardcore compare them to The Witch and Hereditary. Yeah, hmm. we're, we'll we'll be tackling the what what is the current trend in what they call elevated horror. The A twenty four, yeah, witchy uh, horror movies. Yeah, the okay. the the okay. little more tending towards art house type stuff. Yeah, yeah. So be well, on the lookout because most of those movies are on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly the Fear Street ones. Yeah. Yeah. Super fun triple. Yeah. Oh, did you not watch sixty six yet? Not yet. I, I haven't gotten mm. to it yet. Mm. I watched I watched the uh, the second one last week. So, shippoopy, let's leave. Bye everyone. <laughs> <laughs>